0: You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. I you guys. Keep moving through the pain, keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. I'll keep on playing. We have the victory. Hey purpose chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray Plan Slay podcast. And today in the guest chair, we have Courtney Galloway. At the age of only 21, Courtney has already launched two successful businesses: a magazine focused on mental health called Freedom Revamped, and a publicity agency entitled Revamp. From a young age, Courtney was surrounded by strong black women, which empowered her to follow her dreams, pursue her vision, and stand for what she believed in. Her story is one of impact, growth, and faith. An affirmation that Courtney stands on is, The qualities I desire and require to pursue my dreams are already in me. I simply have to activate them and walk in them. Let's welcome Courtney to the show. Courtney, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I am
0: super excited to talk to you. And we heard such amazing things about you in your bio. But before we dig in, tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio.
1: Ooh, okay, that's a good one. I'm a dog mom. I love it. What type of dog do you have? She is a Pomeranian Chihuahua mix, so she's very small. She's going to stay small her entire life, which is probably one of the reasons I love her so much. But yeah, she must be adorable. She must be so cute. She is. I love her so much.
0: (laughs) That's great. I've always wanted like a dog. And it's funny that my dad in his 60s now, 65 next year, he got a French bulldog and my dad's a big guy who teaches martial arts. So he's like a Kung Fu instructor. So this, if you can imagine this big six foot guy, with this tiny little French bulldog who is like his third child. Oh, wow.
1: I see it. I see it.
0: <laughs> All right, Courtney. So let's really jump into it. What I want to know what led you to launching your two businesses, freedom revamped and revamped and tell us a little bit about both businesses
1: yes so freedom revamped is a diverse platform where i talk about mental health and discovering identity so it has a magazine it has a podcast and it has a blog and honestly that was more so a calling that got placed on my life um i was just going through so many different things. And I honestly did not feel equipped to run Freedom Revamped or start it in the first place, but God like kept showing me signs and giving me the ability and equipping me to start it. So that's um how Freedom Revamp got started. And then Revamp actually kind of came from Freedom Revamped with running a magazine. I have to deal with so many different publicists, managers, all of those things for the different influencers and creators that I want to interview. And um, I honestly just started interning for a publicist because I wanted to learn more about the PR world in order for me to connect with publicists and get their attention, their clients attention Um, through my internship. I really just loved like everything that I was having to do. So I decided to um, pick that up as my major and continue from there. So revamp is a consulting agency that focuses on public relations services, management, and brand strategy. So those are the backstories behind both of those. I love those backstories. Tell me about the name. So I
0: see how you incorporated, you know, mental health and discovery, discovering identity into Freedom Revamped and Revamp being for the publishing. But how did you come up with such amazing names for the companies?
1: First of all, thank you. Um, because I'm huge on like branding. So for you to say that you love the names means a lot. But for freedom revamped, I honestly started off by calling it of the living word because it was going to be more faith based and like much more than it is now. Um, and so I came up with of the living word first because I was talking about how we're made of God who is the living word. And then, um, Through time, I just discovered like all the things that I were talking about was breaking free from different bondages that I had, you know, been chained to my entire life and the people I were interviewing, bondages that they had been chained to their entire lives. So that's where freedom came from. And then I just added revamped to the end because freedom looks different for everyone. So we're kind of like giving you a new perspective on what freedom is. And then for revamp, my friend actually helped me came up come up with that one. He was like, well, you're going to be revamping businesses and you already have Freedom Revamp. So why not just name it revamped? You know, because it all aligns with like who I am and it's kind of keeps my personal brand cohesive. So that's where revamp came from.
0: I absolutely love that. And, the, you know, the backstory of how it was going to be called at first of the living word and you were going to, you know, you spent some time working with how help, helping people, um, breaking free from bondage, and you particularly breaking free from bondage. What things did you need to break free from to walk into this vision that God has for you to create this, these businesses?
1: Oh, that's great. Um, definitely breaking free from imposter syndrome with Freedom Revamp being more so a creative type of business there's so many people I compare I could compare it to and so breaking free from that imposter syndrome um and then breaking free from the thoughts that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy of doing the things that I was called to do because obviously I was called to do them for a reason so just realizing that like past mistakes I've made are things that I was told no to they don't make me less equipped than I actually am. So just breaking free from the thoughts that I'm not worthy of the places I'm walking into, I think is the main thing. Ooh,
0: that's a good one because I think a lot of us struggle with imposter syndrome and not feeling good enough and not feeling like we are the correct person who God has ha, has for the, what he has told us to do and my mind gets taken back to Moses when God was talking to him to send him to tell him to you know go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go and every time Moses was just like are you sure it's me you're talking to All right. should it be me i mean i have a story like he had Oh, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, all these different reasons why he did not stand up to the person in his mind who God should be ordaining to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I feel like that's my story a lot too, especially with Freedom Revamped. Um, I was just like, God, but remember when I did this, are you sure you want me to talk about this situation? Because I did something that was like the opposite of that. And so God just really wanted me to share my story as I was going through it before I started interviewing people on the platform. So like, as I was overcoming that bondage, as I was breaking those chains, God was having me share my story in the midst of it, which was so scary because I was 17 going on 18, I think when I started Freedom Revamp. And so like to still be going through high school and just going through so many things, but God already telling me about the calling he has on my life was just really scary for me. So I definitely can relate to that story in the Bible in particular.
0: I can imagine because just even at that young age when we're still sort of discovering who we are and to really step out on faith and follow God in an in, in area which could be very vulnerable, not can be, is very right. vulnerable when you're talking about breaking free from things that are holding you back and telling other, being strong enough to tell other people your journey. So I just thank God that he's given you, you know, that that courageous spirit to go for it, even when it was tough, even when you felt like you, you weren't the right person to do it, that you still followed what God had for you. So tell us how you overcame doubt and fear when it came to following God's vision. So all these things that are popping up, what, how did you overcome it to say, you know what, I'm going to press through this and I'm going to follow God.
1: Yeah, it honestly was just continued validation from God. He, he, like I mentioned earlier, he just kept giving me signs that it was meant for me and that if I kept refusing to do what he was calling me to do, I was going to end up in a darker place than I was already in. And just, um, he, he surrounded me with people who were in similar fields, um, as far as what the calling was he had on my life. And so, um, there's actually a sermon that I saw where it was like, don't be discouraged when your neighbor or your friend or your family member is getting their blessings in whatever arena. Because if he's blessing the people that are directly connected to you, that means your blessing is right on the way. And so just seeing the people I was connected with pursuing their dreams and them actually coming true was um a huge part of it. But also just building my relationship with God. I grew up going to church um, and so it kind of became like a habit or a routine for me. Like, oh, yep, I know on Sunday I'm going to church and I'll be there all day. I know on Wednesday after school, around seven o'clock, I'm going to church for Bible study. And so as I got older, I realized that I could no longer depend on like my mom's relationship with God or my cousin's or my grandma's relationship with God, that I really needed to build my own relationship with him, one, for me to heal, but two, for me to actually realize what it was he was calling me to do and to overcome that doubt, doubt and fear of it as well. Wow.
0: Wow. I totally agree with that. And I think it's, it's, it's really amazing uh, when we go from being like children, teenagers to actually stepping out and being a, an adult and whether or not, I think at that point we realize whether or not we actually have that relationship with God, or like you said, if we were just going to r- through routine, I remember like you, you know, I knew that Sundays is church. Monday, I had a break. Tuesday, I had like band practice because I was on the audio visual team. Wednesday was Bible study. Friday was youth night. Saturday was prayer meeting. I knew right. all these things. And then I went to university and I went to university in a completely different country. And that's mm-hmm. when I had to, you know, decide if this is just a routine or am do I have a relationship with God. And I remember going to university and the, I think within the first two weeks, some people that I had met, cause I didn't know anyone were like, Oh, we're going out to look for a church. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I went with them and I found a church and it was the church for me. They wanted to go to a different church and I kept going. And that's how I knew that I was craving something i mm-hmm. um, not just going because of routine because there was no there was no parent, no mom to be like, OK, you know, it's Sunday. You need to get up for church. It's either I'm going to wake myself up early on a Sunday morning, take the bus to go to church. And I live on a small island. So going to church at the time, church was like five minutes from my house
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I was um, at home. But when I went to university, I got I have to get up early, take a 20 minute bus ride to get to town and then walk to church. It was a lot. But it definitely showed me um, the difference between routine and having a relationship and going because I crave that relationship with God. And you uh, said something else earlier. Um, You were saying that, you know, you also had God continue continually validated you on your journey and that helped you overcome some of the doubt and fear, but you also surrounded people who were doing a similar thing following God's vision for their life. And I think that is so important that we have those types of people around us and we even see other people being blessed because we can say to ourselves, okay, I've got these great people around, around me and I see God's doing it for them. So it's, Yes, he can do it for me, but also it's possible. It's great yes. when we can see the impossible become possible because it opens our mind to what God can actually do. Yeah. sometimes yes. I find that we put God in a box, if intentionally or unintentionally. We just think some things are too big for God. So when we see big things happening, I love that it breaks the barriers that we put God in ourselves.
1: Yeah, and I can agree with that. It's funny that you said that, um because we have these things at our church called cell groups. And it's basically like people who live in the same area meet up once a month to do a Bible study outside of the four walls of the church building. And in the last one, the person who led it, he was telling us like the Bible couldn't even contain who God truly is. Like he's so massive that all of what God is could not fit in the Bible. That's why it's so important for us to learn more about Jesus because God reveals more of who he is through Jesus because he's him personified. And it's like an easier way for us to understand it because our minds can't even contain all that God is. That is such a beautiful way of putting it.
0: And and that is so true. The Bible cannot contain, no matter how lengthy we feel like it is, (laughs) it cannot contain the glory of God. So I think that that is definitely so important. Now, I I know we touched in, um, on earlier, your draw to mental health and helping women with their mental health through freedom, revenge and discovering their identity. Why was that particular aspect important to you?
1: Yeah, more specifically the identity part. I'll start with that. Um growing up, like I mentioned that imposter syndrome, it didn't just start happening when I started my businesses. It started at a very young age. Um so for elementary school, I went to a private school, private Christian school where like science fairs, reading fair projects, um having all A's was like a really big thing. And so from a very young age, I would find myself comparing um to my classmates and my friends and my peers and all of that and even going as far as like oh this person has hit puberty before me like was why am I doing it so slow or they don't have acne and I do so identity is a huge part for me because growing up I would not only compare myself to the people I was around, but I would almost conform to who they were and make that a part of my identity. So like people's view of me is how I viewed myself. And as I grew up, I realized that that was not a way to live because trying to get into the mental health aspect, it caused me to fall into deep depressions when people that I wanted to like me didn't like me or like I was outcast from certain groups. It really just caused me to have a severe depression and a severe anxiety. So it's really important to me to like get that message out to people who are in the same age group as me. But even I have younger cousins who are like in the age of social media where social media is really big. And so I just want to be that example for them as well, because I feel like the longer the earth is around, the harder it's going to get for the next generations because so many new challenges are arising, specifically for identity because social media is such a huge thing. So um, that's why those two topics are definitely important to me. I completely agree with
0: you. And social media definitely has made it worse. I mean, I think I want to say Facebook became popular where I was, when I was at least already in high school, but Mm -hmm. or middle school. Anyway, I was a bit older, but I can't can't imagine what it's like for children who are, you know, in primary school or I think you guys call it elementary school and they're (laughs) having to deal with putting, you know, having TikTok and making videos and can you dance and do you have rhythm? It must be really hard. And I think, you know, establishing who you are as a person outside of how other people view you is hard in itself because we have to be so strong um to not to not compare ourselves with what we're being like the images that were being flooded every day because yeah, it may not have been social media when I was like in primary school, but I still had TV, I had music videos, mm-hmm. I had um magazines and I remember always trying to compare myself. it was usually, because I had a, a body issue. So I always having to compare myself with the girls in the magazines and how come they have six packs and I don't have a six pack and blah, de, blah, de, blah, and why aren't I so small? And I look back at, at those pictures now and I'm like, boy, I wish I was that small again. Um, but it's just the things that we endure. And it's a really good thing for you to focus on because especially as women, the world expects us to be so many different things and it's hard. It is hard for us to separate ourselves from what the world thinks and who yeah. the world says we should be, um,
1: than to who God created us to be and who God says we should be. I agree. And then I'll even mention that it got harder for me, like during middle school. So that was sixth to eighth grade here in America, um, It got harder because during that time, I actually moved to a different state. My mom's in the military and she got stationed there. Um, So not only was I transitioned transitioning from a different age group but I was also transitioning states and going from a private school to a public school so that presented me with a whole new factor of oh my gosh now I have to conform to what these people want me to be after I've already kind of set in stone who I was for my elementary school friends so that even that presented a whole new set of challenges that I had to overcome as well in that aspect
0: wow I I can definitely see how that can just create a whole new challenge. And I think as we go on in life until we solidify who we are, at each stage at each major change like even if it's just going from middle to high school at the beginning of high school everybody's trying to reinvent themselves and be mm-hmm. another person after the summer break and then from high school to university you're just trying to be somebody else now you're in college now and it takes a while i think for us or for some people let I me mean, some people may just know but for the people who are struggling it takes a while for us to solidify who we are and walking who we are because I think by time I left university I was quite clear on this is me and if you don't like it get over it (laughs) (laughs) right respectfully (laughs) respectfully, right but this is just me so I'm not gonna bend to your will you're not gonna find me out in the in the clubs on the weekends it's just not me I'm not interested I'm not gonna know everybody's business I don't get forwards I don't get certain things just because of the personality that I am but what I found that is being so strong and true to who you are and the person that God has called you to be. It allows you to be a light in the dark place. And what you find is that people conform their behavior to match the light that you are portraying. If you understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. So if I am, you know, being the light, being peace, like even in my office um, we have like individual offices and People come in my office, they usually come into my office and they'll vent in my office Mm -hmm. and they will vent. And then I would just talk to them very quietly and very softly, not to continue to, you know, egg them on, not to continue to egg them on, but to, to bring peace to their situation. But people know that's, that's literally what you're going to get when you come in my door. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to continue to gossip with you. That's not what we're doing here. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to i'm going to let you get it out cuz sometimes you just need to get it out and then let's 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 bring peace to the situation so i think that's very very important yeah i 100% agree okay so what are some of the biggest issues that you see facing your community and how have you been able to address them
1: with Freedom Revamp. One of the main ones that's going on in the United States right now is just racism. That's definitely a huge issue that my community specifically is facing and that it's important to me, obviously, because I'm Black and I'm a woman. So that's like a double minority. People won't take you serious if you're Black and they won't take you serious if you're a woman. So um, definitely speaking up about that and all of the things that are going on and even tying it into mental health, because it's so draining to like, especially during during 2020 with the pandemic, like it was just so draining to literally wake up and see on the news probably once a week, some type of brutality or racist thing happening. So honestly, just allowing people a space to vent and feel free and safe to do that, knowing that they won't be judged, knowing that they're heard, knowing that they're valued, knowing that there are other people who are feeling the exact same way as they are, because it's it's definitely scary to see all that's going on because it could be me, it could be my brother, it could be my sister, my uncle, my friend that pulls up to the wrong house and get shot for no reason. So um, definitely that's a challenge that my community faces that I talk about on Freedom Revamp. And also just mainly identity things and starting new businesses, but even just feeling safe in your own skin. A lot of people don't feel safe and secure in who they are anymore. Um, So I feel like those are the main topics that I've been able to address within my community, so creating panels, creating podcast episodes, creating um zooms where people can just get on and vent and cry and feel safe um is definitely how I've been addressing it.
0: Those are such important topics, and I agree with you um racism is such a, a, a such a big issue, and especially being a black woman and I'm not American and I don't live in America, but i I feel. I sympathize and I empathize because I think no matter where we are as a race, we have a a, a level of racism that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from a small island called Bermuda. And although we are, I think we're like 60% Black, it, we still face a lot of racism. And we right. are still the minority, even though we are the majority. We are mm-hmm. still the minority, um, so we we deal with a lot of issues just in day to day life. But just the trauma that I see when I turn on the TV, because I think what we what we see or what we're flooded with is because of our geolocation. We're closest to America, even though we're a British colony. We, mm-hmm. we see everything that's going on in America. And when we go on vacation because Bermudians, we go on vacation often because, again, very small island. You can drive from one end to the other in like 40 minutes. Um, so <laughs> when we travel, we tend to travel to the U.S. because those are the closest points. And even when I'm like traveling with my husband and my husband's driving the car and I'm like, do you know what to do if you get stopped like we're having these conversations that i feel that nobody needs at this date stage should be having but you being able to provide a space and a safe space for people of color to have these conversations to vent like you said to learn to to embrace one another to love one another it's so extremely important
1: yes for sure and even like because a lot of my following they are Black people, but even allowing white people into that space who genuinely want to understand um, so that they can feel our emotions and understand like the people who genuinely support us who are white, um, allowing them into that space as well is something that I've recently been doing because I don't want to limit Freedom Revamp. And then um, I actually just thought about another um, kind of topic that we tackle is as christians a lot of us are very can be very judgmental to people who are starting their journey and we forget that we were once in that space as well of like kind of fiddling along the line you know still doing a lot of worldly things and then going back to church and then going back to worldly things which is something people who are strong in their faith can do at times like we all slip up so that's a topic i've been really passionate about lately because I've been what people call church hurt. I've been hurt by people within my church community. And so I definitely open up the space to talk about that issue as well, because we're always gonna correlate, it's just in human nature to correlate who God is to how quote unquote Christians have treated you. So talking talking to my fellow Christians about how we treat people and how that represents who our God is. Wow, that is also another great, great topic and great
0: area for you to dive into. And I love that you are inviting allies of different races into this space so that, you know, the conversation can continue to grow, not just between us, but between other people so that they can understand and, and maybe, you know, help evoke and provoke change in this world. Courtney, this has been such a great conversation, such a great interview. And yes. I, I, could talk to you forever, but I noticed the time. So before we go, tell us your top three tips for making sure that we overcome doubt and fear and follow God's vision for our lives.
1: Um, first, don't be afraid to ask God questions. A lot of people say, don't question God. Um but I feel like if you're coming to him from a place of genuinely want to, uh, wanting to understand the calling he has on your life, he's going to answer you. Because I did wonder why me. So definitely ask him, you know, what makes me equipped for this? Um, so definitely asking him questions, building a relationship with God, I would say is number two, because you cannot fully walk into that calling unless you have a solid foundation and relationship with God. And then three, aligning yourself and surrounding yourself with people who are on that same journey of pursuing their calling and pursuing their relationship with God, because that's going to only empower you to strengthen that relationship. Thank you so much for those tips. Ask
0: God questions, build your relationship with God, and align yourself with people who are doing the same thing in the kingdom of God. Courtney, thank you so much. I know the Purpose Chasers listening to this interview want to know how to connect with you, how to you know get on to Freedom Revamped, and if they need uh, the Revamp services. So please give us all your details of how we can connect. With you. And of course, purpose chasers, as you know, everything Courtney says will be down in the show notes. So you can connect with her.
1: Yes. Thank you again for having me. Um, everyone can connect with my personal socials. I'm at court revamped across all social media accounts. Freedom Revamp is at Freedom Revamped across all social media accounts. And revamped right now, we only have our website and our Instagram. So it's revampedlc.com or at revampedllc on Instagram.
0: All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slave podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slate Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire.